Welcome to season two of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman. And the song you just heard is Sweet Dreams Are Made of This by Marilyn Manson. And it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show, Chase Lundsman. So Chase grew up in Monticello, Iowa, and was a three-time state place winner for the Panthers. He moved on to wrestle for head coach Heath Grimm and Upper Iowa University. Chase recently won the 165-pound Division II national title. I talked to Chase early on in the season, so this will give you a glimpse into how he got things rolling to start the season and what it took to get to this point in his wrestling career. Uh, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy Chase Lundsman. You're wrestling. I saw you were wrestling at 165 at the Luther Open. Is that a is that a season long deal, or is it just for that tournament? Or yeah, no, that'll uh, that'll definitely be a season long deal for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I I got up to about 184 this summer, so uh, I think that's a pretty it's a pretty legitimate weight cut, and uh, and I think um, if I kind of continue going up in weight classes, you know, it's not it's not going to hurt at all. It's uh, it's more it's more about wrestling, um, at my, at my highest level, uh, rather than, you know, cutting too much weight. So, yeah. Was that by design or did, did you accidentally get up to 184? Um, no, it was, it was by design. It was by design. Yeah. I like to like to hit the weight room and, uh, and and eat a lot. So, you know, (laughs) So when did you decide you were going to go up a weight? Like, what's the process like? You know, because I've talked to some wrestlers, but I guess I've never really dived into it. You know, when you decide you're going to move up a weight, I mean, that's a decision. That's not like, it's not like in high school where you're like, you know what, I can go between 35 and 40 if I feel like it. Like, going up eight pounds in Division two level, like, still, you don't just think you're going to do it and snap your fingers. Yeah, so um, for me... Um, deciding to go up a weight class. I, um, I originally came into college as a 57 pounder. Mm-hmm. Um, then freshman year just made that extra little descent down to 49, just because right. we, needed a guy to, we needed a guy to fill that spot. And I wasn't, I wasn't too terribly far off. I wasn't cutting a whole lot to get to 57, but I knew after that year that, um, that I'd be a 57 as a sophomore and a junior. And then as of last year, uh, that, that cut down to 57 just got to be a little heavy for me. I was cutting, I think 23 pounds. I got up to like 180 and started cutting about 23 pounds in which, uh, last year we, we kind of questioned going 65 last year as well. Um, I kind of took it upon myself just to get down to 57 thought that, um, I'd be able to, I'd be able to do better at that weight class. Um, and that was, that was a personal decision that I wanted to make. And, uh, and then coming into this year, I just knew, okay, well, I cut a decent amount last year. And so I'm, I'm ready to make that next step up, um, you know, get stronger, be faster, you know, roll with these bigger guys. Yeah. Have you noticed a big difference between 57 and 65? I know it's only been one tournament, but still. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, even just working out every day. Yeah. I can definitely 
I can definitely t- tell the difference. You know, my energy levels are up. I'm able to kind of eat a little more, drink a little more, <laughs> um, feel better, feel better coming into practices, kind of, uh, you know, better mood too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, some guys, you, you start cutting some weight and you got to be a little disciplined at the dinner table. The guys can get a little, little angry, a little chippy in the room You know, <laughs> when they got to, when the, we got to put in these like long grueling workouts. So, you know, I've, uh, yeah, I've, I've been really enjoying the process so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then didn't, did somebody move up also at 57? What was it? Tate Murdy? Is that how you pronounce it? Is he at 57 now? Uh, nope. So Tate Murdy is still at 141 now. Oh, okay. Who, who's yep. at 57? Uh, so Eric fought moved up from 149 to 57. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you guys kind of jumbled a little bit. Yep. Yep. And nice. we, we talked about that quite a bit last year too, about kind of making that double, double jump up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like, when did you start preparing to like go up to 65 and start like, you know, what did, what, what went into that? Did you just go to the weight room more? Like what kind of things um, did you do to prepare yourself to go yeah. up a weight? So uh, by going up, I mean, yeah, I just, I hit the weight room this summer. Uh, man, I hit the weight room, I think four times a week. Uh Jeez minimum minimum of three times a week but uh but i know for a fact i was in there yeah four days a week i didn't miss a lift and then um just made sure to eat a lot too just calorie intake was big um it was kind of tricky just because i was working with my dad in dubuque so we'd be up early wouldn't really get to eat you know a big breakfast and then mm-hmm. you pack a lunch so you can't really have like a buffet for lunch so i made up a lot of calories at the dinner table <laughs> at night mm-hmm. but um but yeah, other than that, I mean, it was just, it was just eating a lot of eating a lot. Um, I, I preferred to try and eat a little bit better, uh, just to stay somewhat lean. Um, which honestly doesn't matter that much if you're kind of bulking, but mm-hmm. that's just how I preferred to do it. So the biggest thing was just putting in calories and making sure I got my lifts in. Yeah. What'd you do over the summer with your dad? Uh, so I worked masonry. So I was just, uh, okay. yep. So I was just a general, uh, laborer for, um, for all the bricklayers of the masons. Really? So you just laid brick all, all, or all summer. Yep. All summer. My, my dad's an operator there. So, mm-hmm. yep. So I just laid brick with him and then my youngest brother or my younger brother, Tyler, he actually, um, worked with us as well. Oh, nice little family operation. So you That's probably, exactly what it did, was. did you have to really get in the weight room if you're laying brick all day? Um, to be honest, I probably didn't have to, but, uh, I enjoy, um, lifting anyway. Yeah. I wasn't, um, the past couple summers, I'd say since, since my freshman year here, we got, you know, we were at nationals my freshman year and COVID hit. And so we weren't able to get a whole lot of wrestling workouts in that summer of, uh, 2020, but then the summer of 2021, um, I wanted to do a lot of, a lot of wrestling and stuff throughout the summer. And it's just something that I hadn't really been able to do. So, uh, I kind of make up for that. I try to make up for that wrestling time lost throughout the summer in the weight room sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you talked about that COVID year, you know, you went 30 and nine that year. Did you expect to have the type of success that you had, or did you even, you know, I'm sure to some extent you probably were confident in your ability, but did you even surprise yourself a little bit with, with how well you did? Um, I, Personally, I was coming off a pretty strong end of my senior season. Mm-hmm. Um, was doing pretty well at some high level tournaments. I know I did really well at uh, at junior duels down in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Beat 
a um, couple highly like nationally ranked guys and was going to go to Fargo, Did, ended up not going to Fargo just because I hurt my sternum. But I was uh, I was looking forward to doing really well at Fargo my senior year and then coming into college. Yeah, I, I didn't know what to expect. Um, <clears throat> I just knew it was going to be tough um, and that I just had to be ready to go. So, um, you know, I went I went and two in my first open. It was just it was a little different. It was a little it was a little different style for me to get to get used to, um, you know, that extra minute uh, doesn't, doesn't quite phase me now, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that first tournament it did, I was, I was a little shook by it. Um, but, uh, I mean, r- really, really, yeah, I was, I was pretty shocked at the, at the level of success that I had. Um, at the same time, I, I kind of wasn't just because mm-hmm. I, I knew, um, the way my training was going freshman year that I was, I was starting to find a lot of success in our practice room with through like live goes and stuff like that. And so, uh, um, I just kind of built a confidence, uh, through training that I was able to probably succeed at a college level. Yeah. You bet. Cause they, they pulled your red shirt, right? You were, were you planning on red shirting that year? And then they saw something in you and they were like, man, you're the guy. Yep, Is that yep. kind of how so, it worked out? Wow. Yep. So, uh, we were, Yep, I was gonna redshirt at 157. Ended up um, winning. I won a couple opens just in the freshman divisions at uh, 157, and um, was rolling around with our 49 pounders a lot in the room too. And our starting 49 pounder at the time uh, was kind of struggling a little bit to produce some wins, some dual wins, and uh, it was like January national duels was coming up and we were talking about uh, getting me down to that 149 and pulling my red shirt. And so uh, wow. that's the decision we made. And um, yeah, we didn't look back from it. It was, it was, uh, yeah, it was a good decision in my opinion. Yeah. Did you have a lot of, did you feel any like pressure when that kind of happens? I mean, you're a freshman and now they're like, Hey, we want to, we want to pull your red shirt and put you in there. Are you ready for this? Right. You know? So, so at, at first, um, I'll be, I don't think I felt any pressure actually wow. my freshman, my freshman year. Um, I, uh, I just knew like that, um, since we were going to pull my red shirt that like my wrestling, that my wrestling that I was doing at the time was good enough to get the red shirt pulled. Mm-hmm. And so, and so if I just, you know, stuck with it, that I'd be fine and ended up working out pretty well. Yeah. So you just, it must've been on the opposite end, just a big confidence boost. Like these guys believe in me. I should believe in myself. Like it's let's do this. Yeah, absolutely. Know? And the, the juniors and seniors, the upperclassmen that we had at the time were, I mean, super supportive of my work ethic and everything like that. So yeah, that, that helped a lot. Definitely. Right on. So like you had that success right away. What, what was the big difference between, um, high school and college, if you could pinpoint, you know, a difference between the two styles. Yep. So in high school, I think you're, uh, I think you're just able to get away with a lot just by being um, <laughs> knowledgeable, knowledgeable of the sport, mm-hmm. um, and kind of having an idea of, uh, of having an idea of transition wrestling, um, you know, being able to, uh, set up a shot on your feet to a takedown and being able to produce back points and getting out on bottom, like kind of your fundamental wrestling skills. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think you can win a lot of matches in high school that way. And then in college, um, I mean, you have to almost develop 
a little bit of your own style, but you have to base that style off the fundamentals, if that makes sense too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, and, uh, and I think that's how you, you win, uh, a lot of matches at the college level is just by, um, you know, developing your own style, finding a sense of identity a little bit and, uh, and trusting and believing in that. That's really well put. Cause I, I, I think that, I think everyone has this, like when you get to college, everyone seems to have a style or a certain style that they do and they believe in. And that's what they go out there and wrestle like, you know? So I think that's important. What you just said, everyone needs to develop their own identity almost, if you will. What's your identity? Uh, my identity, right. <laughs> my identity has been, um, been kind of, I'd say since, since my freshman year is just kind of the straightforward, like, constant constant attack like you know doesn't fatigue just goes goes <laughs> goes one thing to the next that's uh that's kind of been my identity my coaches have called me uh they've called me the cyborg just uh <laughs> just you know just a, like a robot just they tell me to do something i do it you know one thing to the next just keep attacking keep attacking yeah how did you find success so early in your college career when typically it takes that redshirt year and you get your butt kicked for most of that first year, but how did you find success right away? What, what was it for you that maybe others are unable to find right away? So one thing that I'd really like to attribute to this is um, just the fact that I came into college. Uh, I feel like with a, with a really solid, um, a really solid uh, base of like of fundamentals and, uh, somewhat high level technique. I take a lot of pride in that, mm -hmm. but, um, but then that could only take me so far. So then, uh, one thing that I was told this summer that's really stuck with me was, uh, was just not having a fear of fatigue. I think a lot of guys, um, you know, when they get tired, uh, especially in the practice room and out in matches as well is, uh, they get tired and they start to think about being tired and how that affects their performance. Um, but me personally, I look forward to getting tired because I know if I'm tired that I've pushed that other guy to also be tired. And then it just becomes mental of, okay, well, we're both tired. So, you know, let's see, let's see who's going to pull the trigger and kind of have, have the balls to succeed here. And so that's, that's where I think a lot of my success came from was just the fact that I was able to like go the distance in that practice room and just, uh, you know, keep pushing that conditioning gear up, up levels each, each and every day. Right on. Yeah. That, that's, that's, how do I say that? That's pretty good that, that you feel that way, that you see it that way. Cause I think you're spot on. I don't think people, when they get tired they kind of start thinking about it and then they get more tired and it drains them and they start to doubt themselves because they're tired and you're just like bring it on that's yeah that's awesome i'm just yeah. <laughs> um i want to go back a little bit to your high school career real quick you know um when did you start wrestling because i think you started pretty young didn't you because i remember you yep. coming to the duels when you were fairly young Yep. Yep. So obviously, uh, you know, you know, my uncle Ryan and Chuck, mm -hmm. um, you wrestled for him in high school. And so if I remember right, um, talking back, I mean, I, I couldn't remember quite when I first started, so I had to ask around, but, uh, yeah, I, apparently I started when I was, you know, five years old, crazy young age <laughs> and, and it helped and it helped that, you know, we were kind of a wrestling family. So I had my cousin and Kane and my brother, Tyler and the wrestling room. We're all super young, just, 
maybe, maybe not even, you know, doing wrestling type movements, but just crazy competitive kids, you know, just <laughs> so, so many fights constantly breaking out between us of, you know, who, who scored here and who won this match versus, you know, that. And so just grew up crazy competitive, uh, you know, regardless of the age that I really started at. And then, um, yeah, from there just built. Yeah. When, when did you start taking it pretty seriously as you got older? Yeah. See, that's a really good question. So I actually flipped a switch. I had a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of time spent with uh, my uncle Chuck as an assistant coach. Yeah. Spent a lot of time with him. Um, just talking about life and goals and stuff like that at a considerably young age. And it was about, um, I'd say it was about sixth grade is when I decided to flip a switch and, um, figure out that, Hey, you know, I think wrestling is going to be my primary sport and it's something that I want to, you know, be very good at. And so, uh, I still, I still played other sports, Mm -hmm. but, but, um, I put, I put wrestling at the top of the list. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind missing some, uh, track practice for wrestling practice or a football meeting for wrestling practice or something like that. Wow. Yeah. Cause I know Kane was big into baseball, you know, and so I didn't know if that, also played into you if you played a lot of baseball, you know, cause yeah. obviously that's a big sport. If you're, if you're wrestling, man, baseball is tough to do because your summer wrestling interferes with it. Oh, absolutely. Big yeah. time. I'm glad you brought, I'm glad you brought that up actually. Cause yeah, I was, I'm a, um, and a really big fan of playing baseball. We got our wrestling team. We got an intramural softball team up here. And <laughs> I just, I just love playing. I think it's a blast, but, um, yeah, I ended up quitting baseball in high school my sophomore year uh just because i would go to um i'd go to camps and stuff like that you know in other states and i just i'd miss too many practices and too many games to where you know by the time i got you know all those games and practices made up that there was maybe one or two games i was able to actually play in during the season and um you know for me it just it wasn't worth it it wasn't it wasn't uh it wasn't going to help me achieve that long-term goal that I wanted to see myself achieve. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I had to, you know, make a decision. Dang, that had to be tough, especially at that age. You know, I don't yeah, like, yeah, I don't know if I could have done that. I don't know if I could have given up baseball, you know? I'll, yeah, no, I, I hear you, man. It, socially it was, it was kind of tough. I had a lot of, a lot of friends who were all, you know, three, four sport athletes, like jump from season to season to season. And, mm-hmm. you know, growing up, I did that with them. You know, we were always together doing that stuff. And when I started, you know, dropping track and baseball so that I could wrestle more year round, it was tough. They, uh, you know, they did a lot of, a lot of fun stuff kind of without me. And, um, you know, they were still my friends. We all mm-hmm. got along, got along great, but, um, you know, I just felt, I felt as if, uh, you know, there were some things I kind of missed out on because I wasn't in those sports and that's, and that's totally okay. That's normal, you know, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, socially it was, it was tough sometimes. Dang. Yeah. I can't imagine. Cause I, I did the opposite. I, I did all the sports, you know, but yeah, giving up the sports and wrestling year round. Did you wrestle then like your sophomore year? That's when you wrestled year round. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, that would be tough, you know, especially in high school and that kind of dynamic, you know, high school, it's just, it's, it's a different world, you know, when you're in it, you know, when you get out of it, you're obviously look back and go, that wasn't that big a deal. But when you're in it, it's, it's kind of a big deal. Yep. You know, your friends are off doing one thing or track and have all these stories about track. And, you know, where did 
you go and practice and wrestle? Did you just do MWC elite? Uh, yeah. So another good question. So, um, no, I actually, as soon as, uh, I did MWC elite up until my sophomore year, um, Mm -hmm. where, where prior to my sophomore year, the only club practices we ever really had were on Sunday nights. Mm -hmm. And so, and so it was year round, but it was just, it was just Sunday nights one time a week. And then I feel like it made a huge jump my sophomore year. So when I turned 16 and I was able to actually drive on my own, I would, uh, I'd actually drive down to co college in Cedar Rapids and, uh, dusty Kufal had, um, DC elite down there, that club. And so I started going there, uh, three times a week, uh, once I turned 16 and, uh, never looked back. So, wow. Nice. And, you know, I, I, I asked that question cause like, you know, I know, MWC elite, like those practices, those clubs, they can take you so far. And sometimes, unfortunately, you know, you do have to go out and seek some, a bigger club that has more draw to it. Like a DC elite somewhere in Cedar Rapids, Iowa city, you know, in a surround city that has that pole of those kids, you know, that can come from anywhere to, you know, practice and just kind of iron sharpens iron, you know? So that was going to be one of my questions for you. Like, Monticello is a good school. They have some good individual wrestlers, but as a whole, you know, you have to kind of go outside the realm of Monticello to find consistent, good wrestling competition, you know? So that is that where you, you know, you saw it in DC elite. Did you go anywhere else, you know, to yeah, get, uh, to maximize your potential, you know? Yep. I'm trying to be um, nice so, about this, you know? No, no, I, I totally understand what you're saying. Um, yeah. So I think, uh, the biggest thing is, uh, like I said, I, I went outside of Monticello. I went to that, uh, you know, Cedar Rapids area, DC elite, um, mainly just so that a, I could, uh, I could work with different practice partners, different guys that were at a higher level that I was at. Um, and then, like you said, that whole iron sharp sharpens iron um, saying, I think is totally true to where, you know, you find those higher level practice partners and you're able, you're able to push them. They're able to push you and you guys just grow together, you know, and then you, then you just become studs and then you got a, a stud, you know, wrestling room. And, uh, and I think that's where a lot of kids get, get really better. Um, but other than that, uh, the only wrestling I did outside of that, that was, um, that was going to help me kind of push that neck, continue growing as a wrestler was, uh, getting out and competing. I think, Mm -hmm. uh, doing a lot of freestyle and Greco and just like competing outside of the season, like whether it was at uh, the conflict at Carver, that was always like a tournament that was like preseason, um, for kind of that junior high, high school age. Um, just, you know, competing before the season even started competing all summer long at, uh, you know, just bouncing around the Eastern Iowa area, going to like uh, uh, a freestyle tournament, at West Delaware or a freestyle tournament at Lisbon, um, mm-hmm. just staying on the mat, staying competitive and trying out those new skills that you've learned in the off season, um, finding what you liked, what worked for you, and then coming back to the practice room and reevaluating those. Mm-hmm. I think it's big. So, yeah. How did you, you know, kind of, to that note, how did you keep yourself and push yourself during the season where, you know, I'll give an example for myself. We went to a tournament, I think it was in Albert 
And um, I wrestled three matches and I pinned everybody in a minute. So I wrestled three minutes that day, you know, and I'm sure you had those experiences too, where you may have had a duel and then a tournament. And unfortunately the duel and it wasn't high level competition. So you were very, you were getting very low mat time. How did you keep yourself and push yourself during that time where the competition wasn't necessarily to the level of, of yourself? Yep. So when I was in high school and, uh, and that might've happened, um, I just honestly tried to, uh, like post-match, I would try to almost get like a, like a workout in post-match. Um, no kidding. Yep. Yep. So I tried to get a workout in post-match just to kind of maybe, uh, boost, boost a little conditioning or something like that. Um, now looking back at it, do I think that was really necessary? No, probably not. <laughs> um, but that, but that's where my head was at at the time. <laughs> um, I think, I think probably what would have been the best thing for me to do is, uh, yeah, you just, you take those matches, you know, um, if you get three minutes of mat time, you get three minutes of mat time. It is what it is. But then, um, but then kind of thinking about, uh, those attacks that you used in those matches, stuff like that, that worked really well for you, holding on to those, you know, knowing that those are good attacks, but then going back to the practice room that next week and working on stuff that you're not so good at, I think is, uh, would have been that next step in just being a better wrestler, you know, and in, in a hole mm-hmm. no. rather, rather than, uh, you know, worrying about those same attacks each and every day. Um, you know, whether you're, whether you feel like you're sharpening them or, or not, you can, you can expand your toolbox, expand your mm-hmm. wrestling capabilities a little bit more. Yeah. You bet. That's yeah. Hmm. I'm just sitting and thinking with that for a minute. Cause yeah, that's, that could be tough in high school where to expand your toolbox. I think some people, you know, will get so focused on one certain move that they want to deal, but you're sitting here talking about, some high level stuff about how can I do this and this and this differently and better. And you were at such a young age, you know, where'd you get that? Where'd you get that mindset? Uh, just like I said, I spent a, I spent a whole lot of time with my, <laughs> with my uncles, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, spent a lot of time up in that DC room and, uh, in Cedar Rapids and was just, I was around a lot, some individuals, that uh, really inspired me to like, to, you know, not accept average or, you know, if you're top of the podium, like still expecting to win by more, you know, and that, and that, Hey man, you won the tournament. Like, that's awesome. You know, but Hey, next time, like, let's do this. Let's, let's win by more. Let's, you know, let's see, okay. Who won the tournament in the other part of the state, you know, what they do, like, um, how they win it, you know, can we, uh, can we change our wrestling style to where our style becomes, uh, able to take on multiple roles type, type of situation. Mm -hmm. Did you, you know, you said you kind of traveled places and freestyle tournaments. Did you go by yourself a lot or did, did Kane travel with you, your brother, Tyler, you know, did you have some, or did you just go by yourself with you and your dad? Um, so uh, to the practices and stuff that I went to Cedar Rapids, I, I typically went by myself every once in a while. Um, I'd get, uh, I'd ride with, uh, Kale Hansen was a oh, yep. kid of mine who he's a senior this year. 
um, he went, he went every, every week with me too. Um, sometimes his parents would drive us up, but, uh, other than that, I went to practice, uh, every Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday by myself. And then when it came competition time, I always, yeah, always went with my dad, my uncle Chuck, uncle Ryan, um, you know, Kane came and, uh, yeah, I'd say that by the most part, it was kind of, it was us five there. And then, uh, Kale Hampton and his parents would come too. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. So we kind of, we had our, we had a little group there of about 10 or so. Nice. That that but makes yeah, that it, a, that makes it a little more fun. You know, when you have a little yeah. group, I, I was kind of picturing just you and your dad going everywhere together. I'm like, that's, that seems kind of sad, but yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that, that would have made, that would have made uh <laughs> life. I don't know. It's probably a little, little tougher, but you yeah, know, having that, having that group, having that support, you know, having each other to watch was, yeah. was really nice. How did you not end up at, at Co then? I wonder, you know, if you were up there practicing, I mean, they could see you get their hands on you and you end up, I mean, I know your dad went to upper Iowa, so I didn't know if that played a huge role, but how'd you end up at upper Iowa? Yep, and so, specifically not Co, to be honest. Yep. Yep. No, I get it. I get it. So I was, uh, so I was, um, in pretty deep with Co my senior year. Um, I was talking to, uh, coach Usendorf and, uh, coach Gatto a lot, um, hanging out, working out with them and, uh, had a really good thing going, um, was, was pretty close to committing. Uh, but my, so my dad actually went to uh, UD, he wrestled at UD in college. Oh, I thought he went to Iowa. I'm sorry. My bad. No, no, you're good. And I can kind of clear up why you probably thought that, but so he went to UD and, our head coach here, Heath Grimm at the time was at, he was assistant coach at UUD. So that's how he knew my dad. And so, uh, and so by that time I was, uh, I'd say by October ish, cause I think I committed in November, my senior year by October ish, I was pretty dead set on going to co, um, upper Iowa hadn't talked to me or anything like that. And then all of a sudden my dad got a call from Heath, um, wanted me to come up on a visit. So I came up on a visit, uh, and I knew some of the guys up here already, uh, Donnie Schmidt, I'd wrestled in high school. I really liked him. Um, so I came up here and he, I think he was the only guy I talked to on my visit up here. <laughs> he was the only one kind of, he was the only one kind of around campus when I was walking through, mm -hmm. but, um, I'd say a big, a big factor for me that played into coming here was just, uh, was just coach Grimm's, uh, um, relationship with my dad. And then, uh, coach Grimm's reputation was big too. Uh, I heard from a lot of club coaches and stuff that, uh, Heath was, he was a good coach. And then, uh, also the guys that were committing right before me or around the time that I committed, uh, they, they played a big role too. I saw Kate Anderlich committed right away. I've been around him a lot at, uh, multiple, kind of youth tournaments, high school state tournaments, Eric fought committed right around when I did. And then so did Coulter by. And, um, I thought, wow, man, that's a strong recruiting class. You know, these, this is going to be a tough team. Like I might, I might want to get on board here. <laughs> and so, and so I made that decision and I've stuck with it and I've, uh, pretty blessed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's obviously worked out for you. Um, going back to high school a little bit, you, um, you said, you kind of made that jump your sophomore year is when you really felt like you made maybe a little bit of a, a jump in your progression. Um, what about your freshman year? You made it to state and then got beat out, but then you placed your sophomore year. 
what about between then? Did you feel any progression that you were like, okay, things are starting to come together and it just accumulated in your junior year? So for me, it was, uh, it was kind of a crazy series of events here. So, um, freshman year did really well. Um, I mean, won a lot of matches. I think I went 41 and four as a freshman. I was 41 and two going to the state tournament. Uh, and, Ended up going zero and two there. I uh, had um, just dealt with a lot all season long. Dealt with like a lot of uh, anxiety problems that I wasn't quite aware of, and so and so then that transition past my freshman year into my sophomore year, um, I was able to do just a lot of uh, a lot of soul searching. Kind of figured out um, that kind of this anxiety problem that I was having with my wrestling. And, uh, and honestly, nothing, nothing really changed. Um, you know, my style didn't change. I didn't get a whole lot bigger. It was, it was all just really mental, just, um, figuring out what was most important to me, um, you know, in my life and, uh, and stuff like that. So. Wow. Yeah. Um, so that anxiety, did you get nervous before you wrestled? Like definitely not definitely nervous, but like, just excruciatingly, excruciatingly nervous. Yep. So for me, it was, it was crazy. It was almost like a, like a flip would, would switch where I could, um, I could be pretty calm, um, before a match. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't worry too much at all. But then, you know, when I'd step onto that mat, as soon as we shook hands, it's like, uh, just like part of me inside just kind of started freaking out. Like I had to, you know, I had to score, had to get up right away. Like, you know, um, yeah, just had to be in like a controlling position. And if I were to, um, give up a position anywhere, you know, it just part of me would freak out. And, uh, and so, um, just being able to manage that and figure that out kind of my sophomore, junior, senior year and so on. Uh, I mean, it, it changed everything for me. I appreciate you bringing that up or, you know, being able to, to say that. Cause I, I, I know you're not alone. I, I got so nervous before every match. I mean, and I don't, I don't even know why, you know, looking back on it, I just put too much pressure on to win, but I would get so nervous. So like, how did you get out of that funk or, you know, of being so nervous when you were out there wrestling? Yeah. So, um, like I told you, is uh I call it soul searching, but essentially, mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially what essentially what it was was just me kind of uh introducing some positive self-talk. And on top of that, just being like, hey, you know, I I talk to myself a lot and be like, hey man, you know, it's just a sport, like you've been doing it your whole life, you know, like uh you you're good, you're good enough at the sport to succeed. Just trust what you do, you know, go out there um, compete hard and you'll be fine. I mean, win or lose, you know, I always, I remember specifically telling myself all the time, like win or lose, you know, your family's still going to love you. You know, your, your dad's still going to support you. Your mom's still going to support you. My younger brothers are still going to look up to me, you know? So, so that was, that was kind of the big game changer for me. It's just that, that realization of, Hey, I lose a match. The world's not over sort of thing, you know? That's yeah, that that's so great you say that because I think that is very important. And I think it's funny because we all know that, but for some reason that gets lost, you know, when when we wrestle, you know, when we get out there, you know, obviously the world's not gonna end, but 
for some reason that still doesn't matter, but to remind yourself and to be confident in that, that like, it's going to be okay. You know? So, um, you know, fast forwarding a little bit, you got fifth when you finally broke through and got on the podium. How, what, what was that like? Did you just, was it like a relief that you had bigger things coming or that you start to trust yourself that you were pretty good at this? Yeah, I was, thing? yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I felt really good getting on that podium sophomore year. It kind of made me, um, I kind of made me a little bittersweet. I thought I really should have made that podium freshman year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but making a sophomore year felt great, especially making the semis. I mean, I just, right. I thought, I thought that was awesome. Uh, you know, one thing that not a lot of people might know, um, was that actually earlier that year I broke my foot, mm-hmm. um, wrestling. And so we had, um, just all kinds of crazy, we put all kinds of like crazy stuff in my shoes to make it so that like, I couldn't basically bend my foot while I wrestled. <laughs> and, uh, and so being able to make the semis and, um, you know, wrestle, wrestled a good semis match against, uh, Drake Doolittle that year. And then, um, kind of bounced down to fifth it was all right. I mean, that was just some high level wrestling, some, you know, smaller point matches that could have went either way sort of situation. But, um, regardless, I, uh, I took a lot of pride in the fact that, Hey, I placed for the first time, made the semis, got fifth and I was able to, uh, um, you know, persevere through that whole broken foot situation mm-hmm. I had. I, I, uh, I thought pretty highly of myself there and knew long, that. What's sorry, up? go. I was gonna ask oh. how long you was your foot broken for? Or was the whole season? Part uh, of the season? No, I think it. I think I broke it in January. I believe oh, it was. It was right around that that Marion Invitational. Is that okay? I actually, I actually broke it at Marion Invitational. I was. Um, I remember warming up I, my foot that whole week had been, had been bothering me. And then I was warming up for my finals match against Jalen Schropp, who was a freshman at Williamsburg at the time I had him in the finals and I was out in the hallway jumping rope. And uh, I remember coming down to my right foot and hearing it crack and then I couldn't walk on it. And so I ended up having to, had to forfeit that finals match and went to the doctor and saw, yeah, I had some, some, you know, small little fractures in my, in my foot. So, and so for the rest of the year, you just put Pat, like you just, did you take a break at all? Yeah, it was, it was actually crazy. So, um, yeah, I, I did what we did. So I didn't wrestle up until I missed the conference tournament. Um, after that. So I didn't wrestle all the way through conference. My first meet back was sectionals. Um, and, and up until then, so from whatever that date was, at that Marion Invitational, it was like, um, I think it was late December, early, maybe early January ish. But I, uh, um, I was in a boot that whole time. And so I was in a boot, wasn't competing, um, for practice every day. Uh, never forget this for practice every day. I would just ride the air dine the whole practice. And then I'd go out to camp courageous and swim a mile, <laughs> just trying to stay up that foot, keep my conditioning up. Mm-hmm. And so that's all I had for workouts up until the sectional tournament was, you know, biking and swimming and, uh, and then got to sectionals. And, um, like I said, we kind of played around with putting a whole bunch of different contraptions, like in my shoes so that I couldn't bend my foot. But, but yeah, I I think I got the day before 
sectionals, like the day before, two days before I kind of got on the mat a little bit and played around, tested things out, you know, made sure I'd be all right to wrestle sectionals. But, um, yeah, I remember, I remember being pretty worked up about not being able to wrestle conference, you know, conference title was something I wanted Mm -hmm. to get back. I won it as a freshman and then wanted to, you know, keep that going. But, um, it turned out to be pretty good that, Hey, you know what, maybe waiting another week till sectionals was the right call. So, so you broke your foot and you didn't wrestle at all aside from a little bit to test it out before sectionals. Yep. Wow. How'd you feel conditioning? Why? Like, how did it feel to get back on the mat? Like that's just blows my mind that the first time you step on the mat is sectional match. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, if I had to do that now, I'd probably be a little worried, um, at the college level, but, um, being at the high school level, uh, being in season and stuff, there wasn't anything that we were going to work in the room that, um, that I wasn't going to learn anything up until that time until sectionals, you know? So it was all, it was all a lot of just mental, physical preparation Mm -hmm. and, uh, and honestly, the biking and the um, swimming might have helped uh, looking back at it just because uh, I don't know if you've ever swam a mile before, but <laughs> it, it's not. It's, I, I don't think it's easy at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, because I ended up it was like it was like 50 some it was like 52 laps or something like that in the pool. And, uh, you know, with a broken foot, I can't really kick a whole lot of my feet. So I was <laughs> using a lot of arms and. Yeah, I was, I was very tired every day by the end of that. And so, and so I felt like, I felt like I was just kind of, uh, kind of like a racehorse just sitting there behind the gate, just like constantly chomping at the bit, you know, wanting Mm -hmm. to get back eating. And so, uh, and so I feel like, you know, when sectionals came around, I could finally compete again and, and let loose. But, uh, but yeah, it was just a lot of, just a lot of me sitting there thinking like, okay, you know, the sport hasn't changed. Nothing's changed. (laughs) I'm just taking a different training approach. That's all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what, what did I hear about this man pond thing? Yes. Yes. Okay. So the, um, that was one of the, one of the devices that we contracted or that we were able to invent, um, to kind of help invent. us. Program. Yeah, we invent. <laughs> so me, so Chuck Ryan and I, we invented this, uh, this thing we called the man pond where it's just the, it's just a take on a tampon is what is why we, why we <laughs> named it the man pond. And so, uh, it's so all it was, was it was just pre-wrap. Um, it was just a bunch of pre-wrap and then it was, uh, just tied real tight and taped up with normal athletic tape. Um, and it was probably six inches long or so. And it just ran from the, uh, from kind of the middle of the bottom of my foot to like the top of my toes. And all that did was just provide a little extra cushioning on the bottom of my foot where I broke it to mm-hmm. where, um, we could just tape that to my foot and I just had a little extra cushioning. And so that was, that was kind of our key to success that year. <laughs> that, that's what we claimed. That's what we claimed was that key to success was, was the man pod design. Uh, so we came up with that and then I had, I had a super hard plastic insert in my shoe so that, you know, like I said, I couldn't bend my foot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was just that, that man pond cushioning, you know, patent with that, uh, with that hard sole that, um, made my foot able to wrestle. So who, who came up with this? Contraption? Uh, 
<laughs> yep. So at the very end of the day, I think this contraption was Chuck's idea. We had, okay. it took, it took all of our brains together to kind of, <laughs> you know, we looked at various, I don't know. We just looked up all kinds of stuff and just played around with the most outrageous things. But uh, yeah, I think at the end of the day, I think Chuck came in with the idea one day and, and we went with it and yeah. it, it ended up working. for the time. <laughs> <laughs> Who came up with the name for it too? Oh, uh, I think it was just the Chuck and Ryan kind of situation. Yeah, we'll just call oh it this. Gosh. You know, we're, and we're just going to own it. And I said, all right, works works for me. Oh, my gosh. Those two. Right. <laughs> oh, man. So um, just real quick, your junior and senior year, you know, you got you finished fourth and then third, you know, lost in the semis again as a sophomore, as a junior. Was that hard to, you know, hard to swallow that junior year? Um, junior year, you know, coming back to the semis, I felt, felt pretty great about it. Had Matt Robertson, you know, he was champ mm-hmm. the year before. I thought, I thought that, uh, you know, going into it, I thought, Hey man, this is, you know, really winnable match. Um, and, uh, at the end of the day, just, um, just in that match, I got, I got out wrestled, got out scrambled a little bit. Uh, you know, Matt was, was, uh, great great wrestler mm-hmm. so ended up losing that one you know came back won that match and get got fourth i wasn't too wasn't too devastated um junior year just because i because i knew hey man that semis match i, I got out wrestled that's all there is to it you know i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to um go back to the drawing board and get ready for next year sort of thing but uh yeah senior year was different it was a different beast yeah was that that loss to Will, pretty pretty devastating. Yep. So I remember. Uh, you, had, you how many times did you wrestle them before? So I wrestled Will, I think three times before. I hadn't I had never beaten him. Beaten him. Like uh, when he was uh, when he was a sophomore, I was a junior. Lost to him in the in the finals at conference. And then um, didn't wrestle him until the conference finals against senior year um, where I lost him again. And then I uh, lost to him on, in the quarters at state senior year. So I guess I only wrestled him three times, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, wasn't able to ever beat him. Uh, just super athletic kid, really just great leg shot defense. Um, really knew like his wrestling IQ is super high. really knew the sport. Well, um, had really good positioning, you know, and, uh, and so in terms of kind of how I felt and, you know, mentally battled at state senior year, uh, I figured, you know, Will was kind of the only guy in the state that was going to stop me, um, of becoming a state champ senior year. Um, that's where my mind was all year is it was, it was all year I had, um, to prepare for a match with him and, um, I can imagine it was the other way around too, where he was just preparing to wrestle me all year. Um, that, and that's kind of what it came down to. And so, um, you know, we met in the quarters and, uh, it was like a three, four match. I mean, probably one of the, one of the best matches I ever wrestled in high school, to be honest. I mean, I lost it, but, uh, in terms of just, you know, 
uh, positioning and just the level of wrestling that, that we were um, doing was, was pretty spectacular. And then he ended up, you know, going on making the finals, lost in the finals to Joey Bussey from Humboldt. But um, I remember specifically after that match, you know, lost three to four and shook hands. Um, and I just remember walking back to the tunnel and uh, almost felt, it was a wave of like two emotions that kind of took over me. It was, it was a wave of like, uh, you know, disappointment, like, you know, there went my goal of being a state champ sort of thing. But then it was like, there was also a small wave of relief where it's like, well, I'm not going to be state champ. So I got nothing else to lose. I'm just going to wrestle hard, finish this tournament, you know, you know how I want to and ended up, uh, ended up doing just that. I mean, came Mm -hmm. back, Came back, ran through the backside pretty well, got third, felt felt super great about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's tough. That's tough, man. When you, especially as a senior, you know, you lose on the front side to battle back on the backside and get third or even just a place like that. That takes a lot of guts. That takes a lot of mental toughness to be able to do that, you know? So... Um, uh, didn't you, you, I forgot. So you said Joey Bussey won the, didn't you wrestle him like a couple weeks after that or something at like the night of conflict and you beat yep. him? Yep. So it was the, <clears throat> yeah. So it was, um, the war West gym and yeah, was, that's what it was. Yep. Yeah. It was probably like three weeks after that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, we did some talking around social media and stuff, just looking, <laughs> just looking for those like I, I wrestle events and stuff that are really cool to compete at. And, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, just struggled to kind of find guys who wanted to wrestle me and then, and, uh, Joey said he would. So ended up me and Joey weighed in at like one fifty five. I think it was like 10 pounds up from what mm-hmm. we wrestled at during season. And, um, and yeah, I ended up, I think beating him like six Oh or something had him, had him cradled there for a little bit. And, uh, yeah, I mean that, that felt, that felt pretty bittersweet, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, Hey, that's the guy that won my, won my bracket. I just beat him six Oh, but at the same time, you know, uh, push come to shove. I didn't get the job done at that, at that moment, you know, when mm-hmm. I, when I truly wanted to. So, you know, it's uh, it's kudos to Joey for getting the job mm-hmm. done. What about when you won USA uh, State freestyle? And was that a, kind of a nice consolation prize as well? It was, yeah, that was a nice consolation prize. I feel like, I feel like everything that I had worked for, um, like to, to win a state title, I felt like all all of my best wrestling was done after <laughs> after <laughs> the season. And so and so, yeah, I went on, um, you know, beat beat Joey in the war West and then kind of just snowballed from there. Uh, ended up, um, you know, winning that USA state freestyle title, uh, you know, attacked everybody in my practice. Pretty handily. Yeah. I mean, had, had a great day, beat some really high level guys. Um, and then after that, like I said, went to, uh, went to Northern Plains, had a pretty good showing. Um, I think I got, I think I got six, the Northern Plains had a pretty, pretty tough bracket. Um, and then, yeah, I uh, went to, where was that? Tulsa, Oklahoma, the junior duels, mm-hmm. uh, beat, um, I beat Dylan Fishback from team Ohio, who was ranked. Oh man. He was ranked like 
number seven in the country or something like that at the time. Um, he ended up beating me the next day, but, um, I beat him the day before. So we split mm-hmm. matches that weekend, but then I beat a kid from California who was ranked like 12th in the country. Um, beat a guy oh, from wow. Nebraska, yeah, beat a Nebraska commit who was ranked like 17th in the country. So, I mean, just had a great weekend down there and, uh, and, um, yeah, that was leading up to Fargo. And like I said, didn't quite, didn't quite go to Fargo my senior year just because, uh, I got, I got injured at Fargo camp. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, yeah, I did some, did some really great summer wrestling show, showed out, you know, felt really good about it. So heck yeah. Yeah. You did, did that, did that take your confidence to the next level when you started to defeat, you know, it seemed like you got close at times to beating some high level kids, um, but fell just a little bit short. But here, finally, you you got over that hump. You beat some really tough kids. You know, did that really kind of cement confidence in you that, yo, I can do this at the next level? Absolutely. I think, yeah, I think as soon as, um, honestly, just as soon as I started um, started that freestyle Greco kind of off-season training after my senior year, uh, I, I felt myself just throughout the summer, um, you know, knowing, knowing that, Hey, I'm committed to upper Iowa. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I made it. I, you know, this was something <laughs> I was dreaming about forever is like, Hey, I'm going to go wrestle at the next level. Like, this is awesome. You know? And I, I felt myself that that summer, my senior year, like kind of walking around with a little more swagger, you know, like mm-hmm. walking around my head kind of high, like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm high, high enough level to where I'm, I'm going to that next level. And, uh, you know, I feel like I got a great, uh, great fundamental background. Like I'm going to succeed. This is going to be great. So, you know, it's just time to, time to let the dog loose and, and compete, you know, do, mm-hmm. do what I've, what I've worked my whole life to do mm-hmm. and have some fun with it. I, I noticed, I noticed myself having a lot, a lot more fun. Um, you know, what, like towards the end of my senior year, um, into that summer, into that freshman year of college, I had a lot more fun competing. Um, Yes, I, f- I felt like I was winning some pretty high-level matches, which, which definitely <laughs> helped, which definitely helped. But at the same time, too, just like coming into the tournaments, I was taking in a lot more of the atmosphere. Um, I was being really appreciative to uh, a lot of, like, the opportunities that I was able to have, too, growing up. And, uh, and so, yeah, it was great. It was great. Wow. Yeah, that's that can be tough to do also, you know. I mean, I, I to be honest, I think about your college career and – it's been sort of hectic, you know, you had that first year, you had this really awesome year, you won the super regional, you know, and then boom, the tournament gets canceled. And then the following year, basically half the season's gone, you know, and you only wrestle what 13 matches that year before supers, or is that including supers? Like, no, we only wrestled. So my, so my freshman year, I got third at regionals ended oh, sorry. up. No, you're all right. But yeah, just barely, just barely qualified for nationals um, out of, out of a super tough region. We had like the number the one or yeah, we had the number two and number three kid in the country in that regional. And so the two kid won it. Three kid got second. I ended up getting third. I beat the kid who was um, from Northern state who was ranked sixth at the time. So I beat him um, in the, in the Kansi semis, but um, but yeah, then that sophomore year, you know, yeah, the whole season's like, like gone, basically no yeah. opens, anything like that. And there's, 
we're limited to like six conference duels all year. So, so yeah, we wrestled six duels up until the super region. Um, I think a lot of that had to do with, uh, with seeding too, just being able to seed that regional tournament. And so I uh, was five and oh, wrestled St. Cloud was winning that match. Um, ended up got tossed my back, lost by like two points to uh, Colby Noss from St. Cloud. Ended up going into the regional like five and one and then and then won the regional. So I was like nine and one going to the nationals, um, which was pretty great. But yeah, it's been it's been hectic for sure. I mean, qualified for nationals that freshman year, had a pretty great year, sophomore year, um, not a lot of matches, won the regional, ended up uh, going one and two at nationals, fell a little short of that all-American status that mm-hmm. um, I was able to um, get, you know, the year before. And then, and then last year, you know, getting six at the regional, making the semis and then losing three straight matches. That was, that was, a, that was a tough day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, you know, now we look over at your career and it's already, you're a senior already. Yeah. I mean, I remember watching you in high school, you know, watching those matches and, that's why I said it's been kind of hectic and I feel kind of bad. Cause like it, it's already gone past and it feels as if you've only had, you have only had one real shot at nationals, you know, your sophomore year, you only wrestled six matches and, or, you know, and you made nationals, you know, you made the tournament, you know, I just, it just feels unfortunate, you know, for yeah. you. And I yeah, feel bad. I haven't really thought about it that way, but, um, yeah, you make a good point that, um, yeah, you know, the national tournament getting canceled one year and then, you know, the next, next year just kind of falling short on my own. And then last year falling apart at the regional tournament. I mean, yeah, those are thinking about it that way. It feels like (laughs) I I, I haven't had a huge, I haven't had a huge crack at the national tournament yet. You know, I've been, Mm -hmm. I've been quote unquote robbed one opportunity, but, um, you know, at the same time, sophomore year, that was definitely something I could have controlled. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and and then uh last year, you know, just uh just getting tough after that semis loss and, and being able to bounce back and get third mm-hmm. uh would have been, you know, would have been huge. And m- mentally I just wasn't able to wasn't able to do it last year. So mm-hmm. yeah, and you said that you were, you know, you were picked as an all-American as a freshman as a true freshman, you know, I know you didn't place in the tournament cause it didn't take place, but that still has to hold some pretty, you know, it still has to be pretty big um, goal that you, that you achieve there, you know, to become an all American. I mean, that's how they do it in other sports. You, know, you think basketball, you think football, you know, they, their peers or whatever pick those players for all Americans. And that's essentially what happened to you. So like, no, you didn't, Russell, the tournament become, but you were picked as an All-American. I mean, that has to hold some pretty heavy weight, though, I would say. Yeah, I mean, uh, when I think about it, uh, um, it it's it's tricky just because it's like, you know, you tell people, hey, you know, I'm an All-American. Well, okay. Uh, yeah, I was, I was voted in as one, you know, I was, I was seated in the top eight, um, mm-hmm. you know, sort of situation. But, but at the same time, uh, you know, I can kind of back it by saying, well, okay. Yeah. But if you look at my season two, I mean, I, I had beaten guys ranked in the, in the top five, top six, mm-hmm. you know, almost by, almost by major decision, you know, yeah. if, I, if not, I think I had a major in there too, somewhere. I mean, so 
uh, I mean, I was definitely prepared to all American that year. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's no doubt in my mind that I would have. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, and so I, and so I, I claim that 100%. And that's something that, you know, the past couple of years has kind of been, uh, kind of been something I've been dealing with a little bit lately, just cause it's like, okay, well, sophomore year, um, you know, you fell short of that all American status. And then last year got six in regionals, you know, wasn't even really close to, um, qualifying for nationals. Well, it's like, well, great. You know, now I just, I feel almost, you know, I hate to say washed up, but I kind of feel, I feel that way. Um, in, in terms of my accolades, you know, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like boom, great freshman year, you know, kind of, a, kind of a short, short sophomore year successful. Yes, but not didn't end how I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. And then, and then had a, had a successful season last year, but again, didn't end the way I wanted it to. So, you know, I need to, need to, I guess, figure out a way to get that season to end, end in the way I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there, to me, there's no doubt that it's, you know, that it's coming. I'm excited. You know, um, are you going to, or do you have the option to take a COVID year? Yes. Yes. And so this is something that I actually decided even, even as early as last year is, so I will be back for another year with that COVID oh, year. Right. Excellent. Yep. Awesome. Yep. You know, and I would say, I know it probably, while you're still competing, it probably still doesn't feel great. Yes. Obviously, you know, that you, you were picked as an all American and you haven't had the opportunity or you haven't finished as an all American the last couple of years, but it's still a pretty big honor. You earned it. You earned that all American status. And in my eyes, you are an all American, no matter what happens in the next two years, you know, that's, that's just my opinion, you know, take it for what it is, but um, there's a reason why you were picked that way. And like you said, your regular season speaks for itself. So. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, last question for you before I let you go here is I saw a picture of you and some of your teammates with a tattoo on your thigh. Yep. I'm just trying to, when I went, you know, I had a brief stand up rival. We dyed our hair black. So what was the story behind the tattoo on your thigh? So, uh, so it's a tattoo and uh, it just says hooch. And so, uh, and so this, yeah, it's a tattoo. It's kind of got a pretty good, pretty good little backstory. Um, you know, I guess, yeah, super, super typical college, college friends, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, tattoo, but, uh, but I mean, our, our friendship's strong. It, it holds true. And so, uh, so the other wrestling house, um, is, is known as the hooch. So it's called the hooch. <laughs> and so, uh, it's been around for I mean, since I've, for the past four years, minimum, I know it's been around much longer, but I know for a fact, minimum four years, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, so the house is named the hooch and, uh, the four guys that live there right now, it's Tate Murdy, Jordan Baumler, Con- Connor Manderfeld, and Donnie Schmidt. So those guys live there right now. They lived there last year as well. And um, there's just a group of uh, kind of seven of us that um, basically spent, you know, whether we lived there or not, we spent every day there last year. And we just spend a whole lot of time together um, just collectively as friends. Uh, I mean, basically do everything together. Mm-hmm. If I'm being honest. And so, and so, uh, I mean, we just thought it'd be a great idea for us to all get a kind of a matching tattoo that, um, embodied like our friendship and, 
Uh, and we thought that, you know, the name of the house, the name of, of what we name our friend group is, you know, the hooch thought that that was, uh, that was, you know, our idea. That was our, our thing. <laughs> and so did you guys all go together to get the tattoo? Yeah. So there were two, there were two separate appointments. So, mm-hmm. um, I believe, so four of us, four of us went the first time back in the last spring, um, went, put the, put the nail right in the coffin. And we're like, yep, we're getting it boys, you know, get on, get on board. And the other guys had agreed to, they just hadn't got around to it yet. They were busy mm-hmm. with work and stuff like that. And so we, you know, four of us went boom, got it. You know, uh, we're super pumped about it. And then just, uh, and then the other three followed probably this, I think they, they got the rest of them this fall. So <laughs> it's been, uh, it, I mean, That's it's been awesome. Yeah, it's been awesome. It it solidifies, you know, kind of our our friendships that we've we've made um, the past four or five years here. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I mean, it's it's really cool. Just um, like you said, a lot of people notice it, you know, and so mm-hmm. just being able to talk about it and <laughs> uh, and um, you know talk about that friendship that we have is pretty awesome too. Like I just love, I just think. Uh, I'm pretty blessed to have the friends that I do, mm-hmm. you know, to where, to where, yes, in the eyes of many, it's probably going to be seen as like, Oh, you know, you guys are college buddies all getting, you know, stupid tattoo that you'll regret <laughs> later in life. But, um, but I, I'd like to honestly disagree. I think this one has For sure. special meaning to all of us. Um, just, uh, I think wrestling in general too. I mean, you know, people talk about how, um, how wrestling such a hard sport and stuff. Well, I mean, these guys are, you know, some of my best friends and we, and we all go through this season, this, you know, dreadfully long season, these grueling practices each and every day together. I mean, you know, if I, if I'm having a bad day, I lean on them. They're having a bad day. They lean on me. Uh, that's not something that, um, you know, any of us take lightly. We, we, you know, um, I don't know. We just, we love each other, Mm -hmm. you know, love each other. Yeah. And, you know, so like, you know, when you fell short of your goal last year, you know, you weren't the only ones hurting you. You weren't the only one hurt. And I'm sure there were your, you know, I think, did you say there's seven of you, you know, yep. so like the other six were right there with you hurting right there with you, because that's just what the sport does, yep. you know? So, but all right. Yeah. I'll let you go get warmed up for your dodgeball. <laughs> yeah. dodgeball <game. laughs> awesome, man. Well, I, I got I'm really, it, Kelby. Thanks for reaching out yeah. and getting me on the podcast. It's been awesome. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Special thanks to my guest Chase Lundsman for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. You can also check me out on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and my brand new Facebook page for more of my content. I also have a new website you can visit at Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast.my.canva.site. And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. Take care, and we will see you next time.